Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. It's your boy, Dave Neal. How's everyone doing? This is Casual Friday edition of Sex Actually. You just heard the light go on in the background. We are starting our morning off right. Uh, Tasha's here. Hey, what's up, Tasha? What's up? We are recording on my H6 Zoom. Just a quick intro for you. I had a great episode recorded last night live before a stand-up show with Matt Cole, very funny stand-up comedian. Uh, We talked about... Pulling the trigger in relationships, Matt had kind of a, you know, you know, like every guy has an issue with closing game, you know, finishing the sale, as it were. A lot of guys, there's a dog in the background with his 20 long nails, if you couldn't hear him. I mean, I got so much ADD when I talk into this thing because I I have like God ears. I can hear everything. So anyhow, we're going to start this episode off with a listener question before we get into the Matt Cole uh, interview. So I'm going to read this question for Tasha. I've already read it. It's a little long, but it's um, it's kind of a good one. So I'll try to edit out some of the asides. But um, this is from, uh, we'll call him Robert. And uh, Robert's a new listener. He um, Anyway, let me get right into the question. Hi, guys. I'm a 25-year-old husband and father of an 8-year-old boy and 1-year-old daughter. My Boone, can you stop? Can you Here, pull Boone in. This is what happens. I tur- Boone doesn't move for like three days straight, and then I turn the podcast equipment on, and he starts doing laps around the apartment. <laughs> Sorry, people. Robert, 25-year-old husband and father of an 8-year-old boy and 1-year-old daughter. My wife and I are going on our 10-year anniversary. Yes, we are high school sweethearts. I just started listening to the Sex Actually podcast just yesterday. Hey, welcome, Robert. I was able to listen to the latest two episodes and a few of your earlier ones, and on one of the episodes, someone said... If you're in your early 20s, why the fuck would you want to get married? I think I said that. <laughs> he said, you guys were talking about building a career and working on something you really want or something of that nature. And at first I got offended, but then thought about it. And I know that if I didn't have a kids or a wife, I would probably pursue something I really want, which at the time was music. I tried producing music while married and with one kid, but it was really hard balancing everything. And I wasn't putting in as much time as I wanted in music. I had a full-time job as an accountant trying to make time for my wife and play with my son as well as coach the sports he was doing. The only time I was able to do music was at night when everyone was asleep. So for for about a year or two, it was three to four hours of sleep. Long story short, I gave up on making music. Oh, that's so sad. Well, you know, you never know. You never like giving up forever. Like if you decide you want to get back into it, you always can. Don't be so, uh, you know, don't, don't take what we say. I mean, starting a family, I feel like can be way more important than our side things we do. Anyway, He said, anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. So am I. (laughs) I can talk about a lot of shit. That would be good topics for the show. Um, uh, Let me me, uh, go through. He said, but my question is, how can I make my wife less insecure about herself and our relationship? She's very beautiful inside and out. She's a solid 9.9 and I'm a strong 6. LOL. I used to be an 8, but after marriage I got fat and I blame her. I'm with you, buddy. You know, they just feed us macaroni and cheese and expect us to look like a stud. She, uh, she overfeeds me, and she's very good cook. But here's a story about my question. Here's where it gets juicy. About two years ago, she cheated on. Don't don't read. See, Tasha's reading in front of me. I can tell you're doing. She's over my shoulder. Slow. I'm reading at the pace that people are listening. I'm, and I'm also out of breath if I read any faster. I'm not good at breathing while I read, and my nose is clogged. Um, about two years ago, she cheated on me with a coworker of hers. Our relationship was very rocky at the time. A lot of arguments over stupid shit. We were not going out as much. Our son was having problems at school because of his ADHD and starting fights. So most of our attention was on helping him and the marriage felt like it was being neglected. I felt like my son's problem was more important at the time than us going out on a date. 
but I guess we didn't we just didn't know how to balance everything. So one day we were having a heart to heart talk about us working things out and how we can improve our relationship. After we talked, she started crying and said I've been talking to someone. Oh shit. And I told her, "You know what? I get it. I'm not surprised nor do I blame you. Just let that person know that you're working things out with me and not to talk to you anymore." I didn't overthink what she said because I'm not that kind of person who would accuse someone of something with no proof and it didn't even cross my mind that she would do something like that either. I took in what she said and just thought, well, she's probably just flirting and wanted that kind of attention from someone. But the following day, she hits me up at work and says, hey, I need to change my number. He doesn't want me to stop talking to him and says he's going to contact you and tell you shit so we can split. So now I'm seeing red flags in my head and I ask her, was there more than just talking between the both of you? And she says yes. At this point, I'm fucking heated, heartbroken, depressed, and pissed again. I hung up the phone and told my boss what just happened. My boss at the time was really cool. She's in her early 30s, single mom. Hey, fuck your boss. So she knew a thing or two. That's not good advice. Don't do that. Um, So she, uh, unless it gets you a better job. So she knew a thing or two about relationships. My boss asked if I wanted to take the day off, but I didn't and couldn't. It was a busy day at work and I needed time to cool off before going home and seeing my wife. But when I got home that evening, we were just exchanging words back and forth. She blamed me for what she did, and I started calling her names. Mind you, I'm not a cheater type. Never cheated on her except for the first month of dating in high school. So for a week, I was debating on staying or leaving, weighing the cons and pros. Um, One of the thoughts that crossed my mind was she was at least honest about what she did, and I know she regrets it. So after that week, we went to marriage counseling for about two months, and I brought up her insecurities about me and told her that she needs to stop thinking I'm always cheating and talking, looking at other women. But she never fulfilled that request and continues to accuse me. She doesn't check my phone as often, at least not in front of me anymore. Um, and then it just abruptly ends. So, Robert, so I guess your question is how can you, how can your woman feel more confident um, and less insecure? And there's so much to happen there. I mean, first of all, congrats to you for being a man and wanting to go to therapy and work things out. I think a lot of guys would just. Uh, you know would would probably split after after being cheated on and it's weird that she's the one who's insecure and yet she's the one who cheated well i think we've got to look at the underlying issues here and i think that you're right in assuming that she strayed because she was feeling neglected at home um which isn't necessarily fair but i think it's It's interesting and it happens for a lot of women that when they aren't getting the sort of like love in their will that they need every day, if they're not feeling loved and appreciated, if they're not being taken out and being shown like that they're the one by their guy, they start to feel really insecure. And I think that manifests itself in a lot of ways for her. Maybe she thinks that you don't make her a priority because you have someone else on the side that you find more exciting, which is not realistic, but it's insecurity can manifest itself in so many different ways. So I think for you going forward, um, the best thing you can do to make your wife feel more secure in your relationship is to overflow her with love and affection and attention do those little things yeah you got to read so the love languages you got to find out what her love language is and what she needs because maybe it's not what you're providing but maybe you could provide it easy if you just knew what it was here's the thing though men men are like we're like one track mind and um 
he I'm, I'm sure robert i'm sure you're probably putting in 65 hours of work you're an accountant you're busy i'm sure you're just like working your ass off you're helping the kid out you have normal levels of resentment because you're not pursuing your music like that's the shit that happens when you have kids and i'm not one who knows but like i have friends that like you just see them they just put their shit aside and you're you're helping others you're and the last thing on your plate is making your woman feel like the best person in your life but, but she's cat so you're cash important. it's so important but it's so important for harmony at home in order to make sure that everybody feels like they're getting a little bit now you can't like you can't drop everything and you know make life perfect for your wife but you can do the little things that are going to add up and and help and whenever whenever someone blames someone for anything they're wrong she's wrong for blaming you for her cheating she didn't she didn't she didn't cheat if at, at, at best she could have said you're not providing me the love and support that i need i'm going to go seek it elsewhere then you're at least putting it out there she, she, but that's you know res- that's blame on the shoulders of both parties. But not she didn't even years. admit to having sex with this guy until this guy was kind of contact Robert over here. Robert sounds like a good dude. He sounds like a hardworking dude. He's helping his son out with his problems. That you know what I mean? Like Robert sounds like he's working hard and he's just a little overwhelmed with all of the responsibilities. Who wouldn't be? No one's blaming you, Robert. Uh, I feel bad for you because it sounds like you're just like. What the fuck? You're you're cheating on me and you're insecure? I'm busting my ass over here. Not to say that she's not, but if she's got enough time to like seek companionship elsewhere, it's like, you know, no, raise your children with me. Let's let's, you know, go on a family trip. Go I think you're being a little harsh, Dave. I have to be harsh on her because she's blaming him. You're the reason They've I gotten cheated. Past that. They've gotten past that. Now it's just to the point where they wanna feel like secure and happy in their relationship. He wants his wife to feel secure with him. She he she thinks that he's like cheating. She checks his phone because there's like an insecurity there that's still underlying. They've moved past that. Well, Robert, you've created a fight in my relationship, so thanks a <laughs> lot, Rob. Here's Robert. Uh, you're new to us. I'm not an expert, but the books that I love are The Superior Man by David Dida or Dida. I always forget how to pronounce his last name. The Superior Man. It's and I D I E D A. It's right? I E. I thought it's E I. Hold on, let's get a book. Jeez, just search the Superior Man. We I don't even have a copy. I always give it out. It's amazing. It really helps you kind of stay rooted as a man and, and I think it'll help your relationship. And also five love languages. Find out what yours is and what hers is. Find out what she wants. Maybe she wants more quality time. Maybe you're just providing her like material goods and the paycheck's not what she really wants. And you know what? Like write us back, let us know. I know uh, go listen to some old episodes. I'm sure there's people out there that have had similar issues. We've all got these issues of like, prov- we want to, pro- as men, we want to provide, but also it's like, you know, I can't tell you how many times girls say, I don't know. I just don't feel the passion anymore. That's, that's the girl saying she doesn't feel challenged. She doesn't feel like you're appreciating who she is. She doesn't feel all of these things that kind of this, this like, and I think you're right. Just not on the same page as to what's like filling her well. Her love well, you know? Fill that well, Robert. Fill it. Um, you're an accountant, so let me put it in terms that you could know. You're in the red, and you need to get into the black. And um, her well is an asset, so fill it. 
Um, that was probably horrible advice. <laughs> I have a business degree, Robert. I should get my money back. Uh, Robert, like, write us back. Thank you so much for the detailed email. And for those listening, sexactuallypodcast.gmail.com. Let us know what your questions are, and we'll give you some unsolicited, or it's, it's solicited. You're soliciting it for advice. We'll give it to you. Um, and we don't know you, so we'll be as honest as possible. And um, again, we're not experts. We're just having fun with this. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, enjoy my interview uh, and chat with Matt Cole. Hey, this is the Sex Actually Podcast, your host Dave Neal with Matt Cole. How are you, buddy? I'm right, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me on this. Thanks for uh, inviting me to your... We're uh, podcasting before your stand-up show. Yeah, man. We're over here at the Cask and Hammer in La Habra. We do this every Wednesday at 8 p.m., bro. I had no idea where I was. I no, just, nor should you. This is not a place to be. I type in a zip... I like just type it in on Google Maps and show up. This is like... We're about an hour east of Los Angeles. Yeah, we're right on the outskirts. I think technically we're right against Orange County, L.A. border but right What's here. crazy is we're really just probably 15 miles away. It's just... That's traffic and all the yeah. garbage. I hate yeah. how every episode starts with me just bitching about the traffic, but it's such <laughs> a, a real issue that we have. Um, so we... Okay, this is actually episode 170, Casual Fridays. So nice! Yeah, welcome to 170. Uh... Basically, sex actually, we just talk. I, I, I have dirt on every comic in Los Angeles. Yes, you do. At this point. Because we just, we just share like our kind of a autobiographical like life history with dating and relationships and all that. I got gotcha. you. So, so what's up with you? Are you from out here? Or? Uh, I'm originally from Chicago. Born and raised out there. Uh, somewhere in t- uh, high school, I moved down to Tennessee. Finished, graduated Tennessee. Did some college out in Knoxville for about three years. And then I came out here because college was cheaper. And then, uh, and then, when did you get into stand up? I got into stand up. It'll be four years at the beginning of the year. So, oh, congratulations! Yeah, three and a half years ago, for almost four years, January, whatever. I, I love for like non comedians. We just like grade each other based on how long we've done time. But <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I've seen guys that have been doing it for ten years that are garbage, and I've seen guys that have been doing it for a couple months that oh, are really yeah. good. So. There's nothing worse than someone telling you they've done it for like nine years, and you just assumed they were eighteen months in, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, nine years. Nine years. That's awesome. Oh, man, wow, huh? I hope I'm not at where you are. Yeah, I'm still doing theater. those open mic abortion jokes. Those are great, bro. You keep that. <laughs> Oh man! And by the way, I cannot wait for the fucking political season to be over. So we oh, can dude, I just just go back I have to normal jokes. So this is ridiculous. I have what fifteen two thousand Facebook friends that are comedians, and for the past six months, I haven't seen anything funny in my Facebook. It's feed. horrible. It's everybody just posting links and, how they hate this guy or that person. And, and I hate to even say this because I'm sure we have a good amount of Trump supporters. And if you are a Trump supporter, that's fine too. But my sister's a Trump supporter, and she posted on it was it's just the ignorance that she posted. She she like the reason why she's supporting him. It's just like it's just embarrassing. But to isn't be it ignorance on both sides by anybody supporting anybody? Yeah, I mean that's why I honestly don't I don't post much politically because it's like you could catch any of us looking dumb. I think my last post about anything political was about bullshit with the Pentagon and their spending. Yet they're asking. 10,000 veterans to pay back their enlistment bonuses. and Yeah, exactly. So I think that's the last political thing I posted about. And my, but, my, my girl is deep into Reddit. Do you Reddit? Do you do any of that? I, I refuse to do Reddit. It's, it's I, insane. I, the, internet, the internet is much better than the kind of pages. I don't want to look at old school forum pages, and that's all Reddit is. It really is. It's just like MS-DOS. Well, oh, it's well, worse, yeah. but like my girl, she'll, like, she'll follow these threads of people. Like It's a dark place, the internet. And I have to. And in order to pursue, I mean, in my relationship, we're. Th- I always say we're dating for three years, but I just round up because it's two and a half, whatever. But I just have to agree with whatever conspiracy things she's got going with her. 
Like right now, she thinks Julian Assange, uh, the WikiLeaks guy, that he's dead, or or like the CIA captured him yesterday. And I'm just okay, babe. Sure, uh, just I just don't so, know or care. So that that rabbit hole, she's starting to get into conspiracy theories. She'll get into that, or like you gotta keep her off YouTube, or else it's all about the Illuminati. She's talking about for the next week. She'll like say goodnight to me, and then an hour later, like I'll be on the couch. We we live in like a a big. It's like a big studio, so like the bed, in nice. the couch, you can see each other, and. Um, She'll like she'll be like oh she go, she went to bed and then an hour later I'll get a message a Facebook message from her and it'll be like a YouTube link to something she's been unearthing. <laughs> she's like, like she's babe, why are you still awake? You've been on Facebook. We're, we're like literally still in like the same room. We can't just come talk to me. You got to like post some. But stuff. even worse, it's like where, what did you do the last hour that got you to this video that like unearthed? She you just know, can't the turn her head off. She can't go to sleep. She can't. She can't. She's like, yeah, well, I'm just gonna look. You just like you can't peruse. There's so many sad puppy links I have to look at. I'm I'm the same. I'm like. I'll I'll jump on like this morning. I jumped on Facebook. I like woke up before I needed to be awake, and next thing you know, forty minutes later, I'm just like looking at shit. Like, what am, what am I doing with my life? Well, unfortunately, half, half my job's in front of social media, so I mean, I, I have to be in front of it a lot. But and, wait, what is that? I, I work for a web hosting company. I do uh, their social media uh, uh, support and marketing for them. Uh, at least so. you're monetizing. <laughs> yeah, at least well, not 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 through comedy. I get monetized through a day job. Yeah, yeah. but I but well, all I get is resentment when I just see other comics. I'm like, oh, let's see what these let's see what shows these comics are on tonight. Oh, really? Not. You're still that guy? Like, I'm I'm like, it's you a- can't be happy for other people's success. <laughs> I. I, tr- I really try to be. There's just a few people I'm not happy for. Oh, absolutely. Because there's always that one. That's I'm happy like, how for the people, guy? but then there's like one comic. I'm like, I'm not happy for him because he's gotten triple the amount of success he should have. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, that's not, f- but I'm not, I, I get that it's that, not his that's fault. That's a very LA thing to say too. Man. It's so LA. <laughs> but I was the same way when I lived in New York. I, but like, in I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just this, I feel like the stakes get higher. Like the longer I've done it, the more I'm like, oh, oh I, you got that. You, d- you got Conan. You, you got you, <laughs> you, all you do. Was act outs. What are you? Shitty. Yeah, exactly. All you. Yeah, that's uh, put that. Put that on paper. Put that act out on paper and tell me what kind of joke that is. And, I, and my chick, I'll be like, I was bitching about laughs per minute because there was this girl who like got a really hard laugh from the audience. And I like go to my girlfriend. I was like, Yeah, but how many laughs per minute is she doing? She are said, you, you really rate stuff laughs per minute? I don't and stuff. actually. Now that comedy, like now that comedy is going to like storytelling modes. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't actually like count how many laughs per minute. But when someone has like this one payoff every three minutes, I'm like, Oh well, yeah. I'm trying to destroy for you know. I I know I'm going well, to jinx myself. We kind of. I mean, I don't think we're at the level where yeah, we kind of have to destroy. You're only getting 15, 20 minute sets here and there. Yeah. You want to be able to crush the whole time so people recognize, like, that guy just had a great set. And the yeah. last time I saw you, we performed in front of like three drunk people. Oh, in dude. Ve- <laughs> in Ventura? Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, that was that, like. I, I hustled the hell out of that, though, yeah. man. I quit comedy after that. Oh, that's right. You, were, I, I, you, I actually took all your spots the next night. Well, the next night I got a show. I, I had another show, so I wasn't just yeah, bailing. I, I, I would never bail. I got, a, I got a show that was closer, and it was an awesome crowd, so I didn't regret yeah. it. But I'm glad you, you enjoyed No, I, it. I figured out the hustle. I just went up to every – because they have, like, the ones that, like, it's it's black comedy, it's gay comedy, it's, it's this. It's hard. International. Yeah, inter- so, if I, so anything that, like, obviously I'm not a black comic, so I can't do the black comedy show, but everything else, I just put myself on that show that night. You just walked I, out? I just, I just told them, oh, I'm supposed to be on this. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I ended up getting, like, fuck. nine showcases that night. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. I'm glad you did. Now, so – so what's your status right now, dating-wise? What do you got St- going on? Uh, currently, two weeks ago, ended a, 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 a relationship. Oh, really? So, yeah. And how long were you together About for? five or six months. Okay. 
Who yeah. ended it? You or the? Uh, kind of her. She didn't. Thing dude is, I'm mid thirties. I started I love comedy. That. I, I love that you're just like her. Thing is, <laughs> you're trying defense. to date women my age, and they don't want somebody who's chasing the pipe dream. They want somebody who's already established. She was ready to have kids four years ago, and that, I'm, that's the common thread that I'm finding. Yeah, when it when a girl's ready for kids, she can't invest in. And no offense to you no, or dude, to me. No, we're like I don't take you know, offense at and, all. And we could you could hit tomorrow on the sitcom, this or that. But as far as stand up goes, you always like it's a twelve to fifteen year thing. No, it's a grind. It's and gonna mean, can, and it doesn't mean you're not like hilarious. And this no, and, and it's that. it's it's. I have the day job to pay the bills to be because I I can't just like quit a job and live in my car. Yeah, as romantic as that, that sounds. Would be nice. Yeah, just get a gym membership and yeah, exactly, wash off and wash offs. Yeah, like have those a couple of those guys do. No, like I got a whole, I got a college degree. I got to hold down a job. I got to pay bills, but everything else, time wise, I invest into trying to get better at stand up and do more yeah. shows and get on things. Well, no, I think every guy who's pursuing something difficult meets that opposition from a girl when it's not ready, mm-hmm. and that's that's fair. But it's also like I don't know. Does it make you dig down hard and be like, I'm no, gonna it, fucking be a killer? No, it's just. And, and here's the thing: I did, I really didn't hold it against her because I mean, you know, she just turned thirty three, so she's a couple years younger, and. If she wants to invest four or five years and things don't work out, then that's it. Yeah. Like then the her time's gone. I really didn't blame her for it. But to be honest, maybe I need to start looking younger. Find those <laughs> those twenty six year olds that are just jaded enough where I can have a conversation with them. Well, no, but you're absolutely right because it's like you need to find someone who isn't gonna in four months be like, ah, what are we doing with our lives? It's like chill out. There's supposed to be an incubator period to like relationships. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're not looking for anything long term, like when I started with my girlfriend, I was not looking for long. I just moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. and then she was just like a catch. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm fucking like, you know, next thing you know, I'm like in a relationship. It like hit me. I was not ready for it. <laughs> and I had to adapt to that. But in the past, I have been ready. And then I had a girl ghost on me, girl, Karen in New York. Mm-hmm. And like you could tell she had like an H- she had like an HR job at NBC and she had like the whole path set up and you could tell like either she was just ready for a family or something and she just saw it in my eyes I'm like 26 I'm running around the city I'm like I'm trying to be rom- like I'm trying to romanticize stand up where like yeah we'll come do some sets we'll get some pizza after mm-hmm. come hang out blah 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 she just wasn't having it no, one day she just realized this isn't going to be And there's no the girl that wants to hang out afterwards Yeah like, that's your time to network with other comedians. Which is the worst. They because, feel yeah. like they're in the way because they try to get in their conversation, then they get cut out. Yeah. yeah there's there's just, nothing just... less productive than if I bring a girlfriend to my show and I have to talk to people after. Especially if, like, you know, sometimes you'll have a good set and afterwards you just you want people to be like, hey, man, crushed it. Good job. You yeah. know, it sounds so stupid to say you want that, but you, it's, 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 you, I, you, you put up with a lot of shit. You there. only want to invite them to the really good shows. Yeah. Yeah, like. I invite Tasha to shows that are, like, you know, either I need her there, like if I'm going to do the comedy store or something, and I need like I need some asses in seats, or like if we're on the road. We I just did a show. I just did a show in Ventura at a at a, a brewery, and we went camping that night. So Perfect. so yeah. So like I got two birds, one stone. But a lot of times, what I'm learning is if I invite her to a show, I think I'm getting date night and comedy night. Nope. No, there's no way to she, do that. Nope. It, and it's not quality time. And I'm learning, like, I got to make quality time or else I'll get a little bit well, of shit. You guys live together, too, though. Yeah. So that's really helpful because oh, yeah, like we see spent, each other. And... We spent the whole day together. Yeah. I mean, so that's yeah, that's that's absolutely good. Yeah. Um, in, in relationships, I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, uh, what, uh, so when your girl broke up with you, were you, you, you were obviously, like, agreeing with her, but were you sad about it? Or were you just like, I, Honestly, I, I kind of saw it coming. Just, just, the, just the conversations and stuff. You know, you could always, like, the quality, like, you hear, like, the qualifying question. She's like, so, like, after four years, if you're not where you want to be, would you think you would move on from it? Or, or like, 
I mean, it's you know, you're coming up on four years in the comedy. You're doing well. You get to do shows here. Would you ever think about like maybe settling down and taking a break to I don't know like start a family? You start getting those questions. Oh wow! And then you're like, oh okay, I see where this is headed really quick. And, and, and it was she's, the, she's like got her mom in her ear. Exactly. They, they, oh, absolutely. they sound like their parents because that's a natural. Exactly. It, 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 it was more of a mutual thing. It was obviously more of her decision. I enjoyed hanging out with her. Yeah. But I mean, you were right, man. I mean, we didn't live together. And so I had to like schedule calendar in time to hang out with her like once <laughs> yeah, or twice you gotta a week. Sync like, up your Google calendars. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Um, it's, it's, it's right for her to care about like. Stand up affects other people. What you do affects other people. But you need, like, we we need to be in a place in our lives where, like, there is no fallback plan. When you want to do something, it has to be like jumping the you network. You can't. Here. You can't have a very safe plan B. No, because if you do, then your plan, then this then, wasn't. You weren't then trying the, hard yeah, Then plan A was just, you know, like I said, it's the pipe dream thing. And there's, unfortunately, there's a lot of the, like women, they'll sniff that out, and it does, that, even though that's that's good and, and good for you, it doesn't work for them. I figured if if I had, was more of like the hobby comic, the guy that only does it like two times a month, don't you think it's just a silly little thing I do and she would have stayed? But That's so bizarre like, to me, yeah, too. Yeah, and then like when she realizes oh, he's really pursuing this yeah, and he's not going to put as much time into me, then that's I think she realized it was serious. I get jealous of, com- of single comedians that hustle because I wonder like if I wasn't in a relationship, and it's I've told this to Tasha where I've just been like, look, if I wasn't dating you, and I don't mean it in a resentful way, but I'm like, would I work harder, or like, or is the relationship fueling my material in my life, and is it keeping me level Do you have level-headed? relationship material on stage? I do, yeah. Like, of do you have more than five minutes of it? Yeah, that is definitely <laughs> fueling your material. Man. But when I was single, I had fucking Dave running around with his dick at, uh, hanging out. You know no, that's I mean? true. So I guess like, so. It's where you're at in life. I definitely don't want. I'm like scared of the Jim Gaffigans of like, but, oh, I don't want to be like a cookie. Not that he, I mean, he's yeah, wildly successful. But I don't want to also be because I'm dude. I'm mid thirties. I don't want to be that forty year old single guy t- still talking about being single. I'd have to remember being like, dude, you need to get a fucking line. Yeah. No, you're right. Oh, can we cuss on this? I didn't know. Yeah, 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 fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, fine. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. It's it's like you always want, in, I think in any, you always kind of want to be, you want to like appease that younger crowd. So like when I see guys, I'm 31, so when I see guys in their early 20s doing these jokes, I'm like, oh man, or like the lifestyle when I was single doing stand-up, it was like you could just, you know, get, you just, you'd, a chick would talk to you. I had a show, I told, I told my girlfriend this Maybe I shouldn't have. I had a show in, in Rhode Island when I was home a few weeks ago, and these two chicks came up to me after the show and were like, "Down to like have a threesome." Nice. I didn't re- yeah, and I was, and I told, I "Well, was you're like, an attractive guy. I'm kind of down to have a threesome with your long hair." Right <laughs> now, dude, Just so. me, you, and the bartender. Let's go yeah. for it. No, I. Uh, w- they were like, uh, actually, well, I think they listen to it now. Listen, if she's listening. Because um, I was like, I'll promote the show. Listen to it. I won't fuck you, but we can um, get a <laughs> subscriber. No, uh, maybe she, maybe maybe she didn't want to fuck at all. But I took it as her and her friend wanted to have a threesome, and it was like, oh man. But like more often than not, when girls are aggressive after shows, that's kind of what's going on. Yeah, they were like, you know, the lights came on at, the, at when the bars closed, and I was like, oh shit, we're still talking. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, that's it. what you look I'm like. I'm out home. of here, man. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. No, no. <laughs> I didn't mean that in a bad way. I meant like I like I always say I'm nighttime ugly. I just like ugh. Uh, she was. They were. They were very attractive and like young and like tattoos and this and that. And I'm just like, holy shit! Like I wasn't tempted. I wasn't tempted in in like a way where like I was worried about myself. Oh, but it, but it just it, it's like a feeling of like oh, because guys, we don't get we don't get girls coming up to us to want to fuck us. No, it's not a thing it's, that it's guys, not a thing get. That guys get. Girls get it. Well, I don't know. I'm not a super. I'm not an attractive guy, so I don't know how that I, works. Yeah, no. But. Trust me. I mean, there has been very few times. Like in New York, when I was single, I had a few shows. 
you could, like you meet a girl afterwards, it still puts some legwork in. Not like I want to fuck you. Versus, I feel like women of any level of attraction have guys hitting on them. It might not be the guy you want, but because they're hit hit on so much, it's the supply and demand thing. Yeah. So like I always say, like the, like this supply of dick is too high. Like, like, because women are always having to slap da- slap it down. That's right. <laughs> but we never get uh, propositions. So when it happens, I'm like, oh shit, this feels I, good. I, I, it depends on the bar you go to. There, there's maybe I've been to some cougar bars where it, it gets a but little. But I, I could see you being like you're a you're like a strong big guy. I feel like women cougars would like jump all over you. Sadly, they do. <laughs> <laughs> but have you been with any older women? I, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not 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 in the past year, but. Yeah, definitely. Out here. I mean, it, the Cougar Bar got shut down. There used to be the Fox Fire in Orange County. What's it called? Fox Fire? It, it was called the Fox Fire, yeah. Oh, the Fox Fire. It was right after 91 in Imperial, man. OC Cougar Den. And that was, uh, just, an, that was just a Cougar Den? It, well, it was like a, like a restaurant slash bar slash dance floor thing. And went in there a couple years back before the belly was around and back in my 20s. And what was the, So when you're in your 20s, what was the kind of age of women that... Uh, ma- mainly my age. Usually, if like if I was like, like you find a girl in your thirty, like you were in your twenties and you'd find a girl. in I've your only 30s. really kind of hooked up with girls my own age range, like okay. within a year or but two. You, but you, but you, you still had cougars coming after you. Uh, yeah, like when I was. Yeah, so, I never hooked up with an older girl. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Like she was like forty five, really hot, the, the the typical Orange County lady. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, know. I've never once when I was nineteen, I was at my sister's work. She uh, she was a waitress at this like bar on the water in Rhode Island, and like you're not supposed to be underage at these places. But you know, I knew her, so mm-hmm. I just like I was having like a diet coke at the bar, just hanging out. And some older lady started talking to me and, and talking about her kids. Her kids were my age, but she thought I was older, mm-hmm. and I and I I was literally was barely hitting puberty. I don't know why she thought I was older, but it was one of those things. Like several years later, I was like. Oh, that chick wanted to fuck. Yeah, she, she was like talking to me about things I could, we could do later and this and that. And yep. I was so I was still a virgin. I was I lost my virginity. I think that following semester, so I lost my virginity at like tw- nineteen or twenty. Okay, so it was like I, w- I was really really bad at picking up on when girls wanted to fuck. Really bad, and because women think like, oh, I'm giving them all the signs. No, you're not. But I've, guys have you know because women's signs are very subtle at times. Yeah, where like they're touching your forearm or they're like you know they're being cute and playful. And they want to be and like, if, and you don't want to be the over aggressive guy. Like, let's go somewhere. And they're like, "What do you mean?" That was my problem. I was way, I was raised way too polite by a single mom, and then my step, and then she married my stepdad when I was eleven, and he was like, really, like, he's a nice guy, but he never, we never had any talks about, like, I, I never had that killer. Instinct. I had to, I, I had to learn, I had to learn how to start pulling the trigger from buddies, because I guess like my <laughs> beginning, like my my small talk and my to get girls interested was always there, but I could never close. I, I was always pitching the product. It's sales, never yeah, yeah it's, it was, putting exactly the product this. in the uh, in the consumer's hands uh-huh. and closing the deal. And that's the hardest thing is to like ask for the sale. I could never. I would have been. I would have lost my virginity several years earlier if I just asked. Glengarry Glenn Ross really helped me. <laughs> that whole movie. Oh yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. speech. Just yeah, I need to Google that. Um, so yeah, you put so, the coffee down. Coffee is for closers only. So, what did your friends teach you? Because a lot of people Just, listening well, they, would love to know this. You know, I was able to talk, and I, I make small talk easily, and I'm easy to So, girls felt comfortable with me, but that was the problem. They would almost friend zone it before the end of the night. So, yeah. I had to keep, make sure to keep them knowing that and I was interested. A lot of times, the, so. guys, the, guy, the guys walking into the friend zone not knowing. No, I had no idea what I was yeah, doing. Yeah, you just like walking. I was making them feel super comfortable. And, and here's the thing. You don't want to come off as the creepy, rapey guy. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, you don't want to be like the super safe friend zone dude either. They want to know. I don't want to say there's a little danger, but they definitely want to know that you're into them in that way. You want way. to open up the friend yeah. zone door and just look inside, step in, step out, step in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I hate to sound like 
so like formulaic. Like there's there's tricks to getting girls. No, no. You just the, if a girl <laughs> girls want friends, and if she sees you as a friend, they, they they can't get it out of their head. It takes a long. It takes a lot of like work to get a girl out of the friend zone, and and that's something that I yeah I was the guy that knew everybody. I was super social, so like I wanted to be everyone's friend, and then that kind of like bit me in the ass because then, you know, I was like. You know, chicks would invite me over to watch movies and not to hook up. Horrible, horrible feeling. That's a weird thing, man. Yeah, horrible. Like you're there, you're all alone. I'm there, and she's and like, lay like, next to me, and you're like, all right, here comes the move. And she's, she's like, what are you doing? Yeah, she's got. Like, I just wanted to watch the Notebook with you. I'm like, oh, gee, all right. Yeah, like you know, I'm not gay, right? <laughs> and they're like, no, <laughs> they really don't. Now, so it's like, yeah, pulling the trigger, and that was something. I think in college, here my issue like with getting laid was if I if I if I couldn't hook up with a girl that night, I would try a new girl like the next night. Really? So every okay. night I would never put time in with the same person. So finally, this chick, I think she listens uh, to the podcast. Uh, finally, she w- she hooked up with me, and she didn't know I was a virgin. And like I was after like several times of us like we hooked up a few times, and then finally I was like, oh, this I saw the light at the end of the tunnel, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, we are gonna hook up. And I wasn't like super thirsty for sex. Like I, re- I mean, I really wanted it, but I was also, the, I was so nervous for the sex that I wasn't like pulling the trigger. That's the other thing that's scaring the hell out of me. Like I don't like, I don't <laughs> always have to bring home a girl. Sometimes I'm like, she's going to spend the night. I got work early. Maybe I'll just go home do a little Netflix, tug one out. Oh yeah, that was like four years ago. I would have completely like, I'll just go to work. Like tired, we'll figure this out. This morning, my girlfriend, I was hopping in the shower, and my girl like woke up a little after me, and she was like, oh, "I'll jump in too." And I was like, "Oh, great!" And in my head, I'm like, "Fuck, I was gonna rub one out." Like, <laughs> there's no alone space in this place. There's no like sometimes, and I'm sure people listening in relationships know like sometimes you just would rather just like it's a different it's different than having sex. Yes, but I also have to remind myself like we're all be on different schedules, and sometimes we'll like not have sex for like a week or two and it'll it'll literally be we're on different schedules or whatever she's not really like a nighttime like hookup type of thing and i'm like working and i'm all over the place so i have to like remember to like just to like wait for it or or like set the mood like it's different like it's different from when we first started dating where if i spent the night i was gonna try to fuck her whether or not she'd let me like you know but i was gonna try and now it's like Every night's like, let's watch HBO till we fall asleep. And that sounds really sad, but it's just different when you live together. It, it, yeah, it is. I, I think it's also, I mean. It sounds so sad. Dude, I think this is going to sound so bro douchey, but I, I just, I feel like the power of, of the vag, it, it just doesn't grip as hard later in life. It, well, and that's definitely like a procreation thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've heard the same when a woman has a baby that she doesn't want the husband as much. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy, but it's like it makes sense. It's like she's got a child to care for, so like all the intimacy runs out, which is nuts. And like we're not looking for like kids anytime soon, but like it's like how do we how do you keep that passion alive? I love my girlfriend. I think she's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. But I still like will look at like a like a dumpy college chubby girl running. No, that sounds so weird. No, no, that's but, not like, the, I'll see like some like more like fertile looking like kind of curvy girl with running like down the very street. low self-esteem. Yeah, that's and, what I'm going to do. Do you know any? No, but yeah. Just come down to Brentwood with me and oh, check okay. out the UCLA girls. No, it sounds so creepy to say, but it's like no matter what and that's why so many men can't control that urge. So like they'll be married like so like I saw that Kate Beckinsale's getting divorced like her husband mm-hmm. through her. She's like the hottest. She's gorgeous and she's remained gorgeous for decades. 
And it's like, I know, and, and by the way, we have a lot of new uh, women listeners that have followed us from some other podcasts, and I'm so sorry. I just hope you understand I'm being honest as to how men think, not necessarily how oh, we like, act. Yeah. I, like, yeah, like there's so talking. much respect for you, but I can but be even, in love with my girlfriend, and then another girl w- w- will be at the gym, like, doing some CrossFit shit, and I'll be like, oh, like, like our minds run I wild. I just can't find the <laughs> CrossFit stuff hot on, like... Grunty, sweaty, stinky, farty chicks. Uh, I like gym chicks. No, gym chicks, but like CrossFit chicks are a whole different breed. Yeah. The ones with like the jumbo neck. I, well, I've never. That, that, little, that little pulsing vein that they get. I've never hooked up with like a really strong girl. I hooked up with a chick who was a track runner in college, and she was like super like hips, like leg strength, but like in a sex, it's a very sexy way. But I do these man on the street interviews on Venice boardwalk and we just talk to people and we ask them different sexual questions. And this, this week, this is for the social man. It's a dating company. This week we asked girls like, should you, should you tell your man you want him to go down on you? Like, how do you communicate that? And this, and I asked this power couple cause we're right next to muscle mm-hmm. beach and it was like a dude, six foot three, just jacked out of his mind. And the chick had like trap muscles. She was sexy, but like really strong. But not oh, like she was sexy. And she was like, yeah, just take his head and pull it down. Pull it and down I was like, man. I would pay $25 to watch you guys fuck right now. <laughs> like I just had this thought of like, I don't even need to be in it. I just need to. It's like Xena, the warrior prince are going. It was, that's going what it felt it. like. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I guess, I guess men. But I mean, I've also had chicks be like aggressive with me that I wasn't attracted to. So it's a fine line. There's there's weird things girls can do that definitely turn off the mood. Like the whole, I don't like any girl like trying to stick her tongue in my ear hole. I think that's disgusting. Yeah. Why? There's like it's like that's yeah, like that's like because you know what you're, like you know your, what's it's in like there. sticking your tongue to somebody's nostril, yeah. man. That's that's my chickles like like walk by me and I'll be like tying my shoe and I'll tr- she'll try to stick her finger in my ass. And I'm like what the fuck? Like you don't know where that thing's been. Like this is you know I have gym shorts on, but I'll be like she's just like fucking with me. Like she's become like an older like high school football player. No, that's that's, that's, that's absolutely me. perfect. That's that's exactly where. Did you guys have a great? As soon my as my chick hazes me, that's how as soon as your chick, you can also treat her like your younger brother. That's a perfect relationship. Oh, very very good. Yeah. You're great. Uh, but it's, you know, it's so because th- there are some girls like I, w- I had one girl in New York that um, the, the track runner and I was I was into her. But the first night we hooked up, we had we had like um, we were like friends. Like w- I like knew her from work. So I like saw her a few times. And then she was like very casual about us hooking up. She was like, yeah, let's come back to my place. And, um, sh- and which is fine. But it almost it, it almost took away. And this is huge double standard. But it almost took away like me wondering if I was going to fuck her. Like she laid it all out for me, and it was almost like I want I want you to be cool with your sexuality, but I also want to feel like I'm hunting. I like when it's been laid out for me, man. Oh, I really? like when there's no guesswork. Guesswork's the worst. Like, should I touch her here? She's like, touch me there. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Okay, absolutely. I guess yes, I'm just ma'am. yeah. I guess I'm a head case then because like I had one, I had one girl who, uh, probably one of the only girls that I met at a comedy show. She like. I, after the show, we were talking. A bunch of people were talking outside of Gotham Comedy Club in New York. There's like a bar right next door, kind of just Name like drop? this. Yeah, yeah, yeah just uh, hanging out. And um, I got her. I got, she came with a dude. They were friends, and I got his info because like we were hitting it off as like bros. And I didn't get her info, and I wasn't even manipulating her, or playing a mind game. I just like sort of got the dude's info. So, so you yeah, were stay like, in touch. Is that is that considered negging? Like when you're not. It, Probably, but I w- it wasn't my intent. I was just like, mm-hmm. I knew I would find her info out. I've never understood how that worked. I've never tried to do that before. It's, my brother's like, you're nigger first, dude. I'm like, why Why say something mean to her? Just to I get feel her like attention. you can say, I feel like you can nag in a light way where you're actually not going to fuck with her head. Yeah, that's called sarcasm. Yeah, ex- no, no, but, that, but comics, we can do that 
in a way that's like we can be funny but also keep control without bringing the girl down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like guys that nag, it's, they're just more formulaic, but also like we, we can like, you know, do it naturally. So it's like when we hear a term like nag, it's like that, what, that doesn't make sense. It's like, oh, but we know how to talk to audiences. Yeah. So, but anyway, this chick, like I, I didn't get her info. I got the guy's info, but of course, you know, I just knew in today's world, I would just get it the next day. I knew her name. She had a weird last name. It was like a weird, like sounding last name. I knew I was going to find it. So I found her info from the buddy and, and they were just friends or whatever. And then um, I texted her. I messaged her on Facebook. We started chatting. And then eventually she was like, by the way, how come you never got, tried to get my info before? And I didn't have an answer for her. I was <laughs> like, because I'm doing it now. It's fine. We ended up going out sort of for drinks. I tried to kiss her on like a street corner. She like shut me down. On a street corner though, dude. Just shut me down. Is that a bad place? I don't know. It's I, New York City though. No. I, uh, I, I, my first time, uh, I, I tried to make out the girl next to a dumpster a couple of years ago. <laughs> so no, you, you, this is definitely worse. There's worse ways to go about the it. Brock Turner. <laughs> no. So I, I was like, uh, she like, she was like, Oh my gosh, like you're weird. What's, why are you being so, so weird? I was like, all right, I don't know. I'm fine. And then we still hung out like later on that night and then we fucked. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, you so was she like a hooker no kissing? Like, she, that- w- she was literally, she was literally like, didn't want to kiss on my roof with no one around. She just, yeah, she like almost was like, had intimacy issues with that's, kissing. That's, that's, and that's, then, and then we're fucking and she's like, um, I, I, I've said this probably 20 times on the podcast. She said something to me that I'll never forget. She goes, <laughs> she goes, do you want to finish in my mouth? And, and I'm like such a straight laced dude. I, I was like, I didn't know that was an option. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I played it cool. I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck it, sure. Like, but in my head, I'm like, yeah, like, what the fuck? You wouldn't let me kiss you. And, but, and, and I know there's no, you know, I'm being super apologetic with this because like, I know there's no, there's no right or wrong way, but I just, in my head, I had made, I had made out with plenty of people. There's in, certain in a, people in a, that in have, a, some things are too intimate. And there's certain things you can do like, yeah, blast in my face. That's okay. But I don't want to kiss because I, I say that for intimate situations. Right? No, but that was seriously like, and I, I get that. Like, it's like, we, oh, but we in the South, whole, the girls that would let you blast them in the ass, but they wanted to save their, their vagina for their husbands. Oh, that's like a Greek thing too. Yeah. Well, is it a Greek <laughs> yeah, thing too? Oh yeah. Okay. I thought it was the just Greek the Christian like, loophole is what uh, they call it. Christian loophole. I love it. Yeah. I think that might be the title for the podcast, <laughs> the Christian loophole. Um, no, but so yeah, who knows? I mean, isn't it crazy though that, you know, holding someone's hand in the movies is probably more romantic than like banging them? Yes. It's like, what, what did, what did our generation get sweaty do? And gross and you get bored of holding them after time. But it's like, we're more afraid of intimacy and commitment than we are of our, like, sex. And mm-hmm. I feel like in the past, it was different where, like, people would be more afraid of well, sex. Well, we can, sep- well, I think we, we, we've learned how to separate the two, right? I think for the most part. I think pornography has helped a lot with that, do you think? Do you, it, um, do you, do you do Snapchat? I don't do Dude, there's I, so I, many girls on Snapchat and it's ridiculous. I, I, I can't I just I got on Instagram and I got that going and uh, I did well, the Twitter and I just can't well, keep the, up with everything. The Instagram storyline is virtually the same thing, like the live oh, okay. but there are girls that literally every day it's like, All right, I'm stepping into the shower and they're, they're recording it and you're like, What the fuck? That's, and does that does it disappear? Is that the, the one where it disappears after a couple of seconds? Like after a, a day. Well you can oh. rewatch you can keep rewatching it, but it's like it's just wild to me that, like, I follow these girls that never met them, and to me, that's more valuable than porn, because they're, like, real people. But, like, I want nothing. Oh, I don't want to meet them. Watch, the like, volume's never At this point, on. I only watch, like, horrible amateur stuff. Yeah. Because it's more real and gritty. It is. It's like, yeah, it's like when I find out that there's, like, a Miss, you know, like, Miss Colorado runner-up. I don't know. Like, do you know that chick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was, like, it was, like, Miss Colorado runner-up, and then there was, like, another Miss 
another state. She did a porn, and now she goes to ASU. And it's like, I've, she's like a real person. Arizona per- State? Yeah. You know, that's called HPVU, right? That's what is it? Like, is it dude, oh, man, but the chick's there. It's a crazy party school. I did shows there the first month I lived in L.A. I was opening at Tempe Improv. And I just, and after the shows, I'm, I'm super single, nowhere to go. I was staying, like, on the strips, uh, mm-hmm. Broadway or six, six, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, Mill Street, I think. I don't know, whatever it's called. And I just, I would never in my past go to bars by myself. Like, if a buddy, if, like, friends couldn't go out with me, I'd be like, all right, I'll just hang in. But I was like, no, I'm staying in Tempe, Arizona. It's gorgeous out. I'll just go by myself. I'll just pretend mm-hmm. like, and it's, it, I probably came off a little creepy till you talk to that one person. And then, but it's like, have you ever done that? Like, we're traveling for shows where you're just like, I'm gonna I go used to go my- to bars all the time for uh, a dive bar website that ended oh. up getting purchased. And they started doing Bar Rescue and Best Bars in America off of it. So I used to go in and have to review stuff locally all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. I, uh, and then I was a bartender for a year, so I'm very, very familiar with how to just go to a bar by yourself and not be a weirdo. And did you, like, you know, your main job is to, like, review the bar, but you meet well, yeah, you're you're, girls? Yeah, you're reviewing, the, like, the, the people, the quality of the place, this, 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 and that. But, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, you just start talking to the bartender, and then you start talking to some of the regulars, and before you know it, everybody, it's... You're, you're the, well, for Mike, I was like, I was like Norm from Cheers. I was like, you met this dude yet? Yeah, yeah, dude, this guy's this guy. And it's, yeah. Bartenders are the key to a lot of things. Cause like, you know, like, so you, how many years did you bartend? Uh, nine and a half. Did you, and was it like a locals type of place or like, did you, were you, well, I went, I, I was, I, what they used to call bar hose. I, I would jump from bar to bar to bar, whichever was the better gig I'd go to. But corporate bars are the worst for bartenders. If you go to like a nice dive bar, you're going to usually find a, a really chill bartender, usually female or male at, at most dive bars. But, like, they'll, they'll get you talking to, like, the regulars. They'll get stuff going on. So, but if you're – what's a better place for um, a consumer to, like, get a free shot? A free shot? First off, you've got to be a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, guys – No, but was it easier at, like, the non-franchise bars to, like, uh, to, like, give girls drinks or stuff like that? Well, franchise bars, you're going to pay, like, franchise prices, though. Yeah. Um no, I, honestly, man, like, like I, I don't want to name names, but any corporate bar, it's you're you're dealing, you're not getting a lot of regulars. You're dealing with people that are just coming in for to watch a game real quick, or maybe some people that are, uh, like, let's say like the Fridays right here in Brea, across from the MC Suites. Oh yeah, you're, you're gonna get a lot of travelers, and they're just kind of hanging out. So that that becomes an interesting. Spot. That has to be the saddest to like meet a girl though, unless they're there for like. Yeah, I feel like you might get like a local local bars are the best places to meet girls. So like. As a bartender, though, would you would a girl flirt with you for free drinks, and would you know if she wanted to actually talk to you? Like, how does that? Because that's a whole if, sort if of power. If a girl comes up and you can tell right away she's only talking to you to try to get a free drink, I don't deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's not that you're not going to meet a girl that way. You're going to buy a drink for a girl. And that ha- way. But how do you know? Have you ever hooked up with a as a bartender? Have you ever hooked up with like a chick that you met while you were serving? Oh yeah, back in the bartender days. Yeah, man. That's all your eyes lights. lit up. You're like, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, bartenders pull it in, dude. No, yeah. All the no, because it looks like they clean up. They they really do. And here's I've had the a thing. few roommates that were bartenders. But you got to make sure you got to make sure you're not. You're not tagging regulars, and you got to make sure you're not tagging drunk girls. Because the drunk girls, because tagging is that the wrong word? Tagging's fine. It's like a graffiti. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I love that we're just two white guys scared to use words. We're well, comics I'm scared. Not, no, no, but you're, like, the, you're the one who started apologizing. I was just going to be myself. On I this. no, I because I never, 
I always want to. I want to keep my my own. What uh, checking the score? No, <laughs> I was just wanted to see where everybody. Was. I love that you're from Chicago and there's a Cubs World Series game on, and I've got you doing this podcast. Actually, so I've, been, I've been kind of sneaking peeks of it. Yeah, so. they're winning by plenty. That I think. Yeah, we're good. We'll find uh, the one. I think no, but I love that. Do. I love that. Like we, I I want to be uh, true to my identity, and but but you know be like you like use my voice, but also like. I'm not going to be like, well, they're, they're referred to as ladies. Like, no, we're talking about girls no. at the bars. No, you're not going to steal from about... Bill Burby like, ladies, you're not doing ladies. that stuff. No, we're like, yeah, we're just like, it's, but <laughs> I just don't want to be hated by anyone. <laughs> you know, did you, were you ever like that before you came to L.A.? Um, well, I lived in New York three, the last three years I've been in L.A. And that's when, that's when everyone's been like, no, you can't talk like this or They didn't that. say that shit in New York? I've no. never met a New York comic or anybody that has that gets super filtered out there. No, I New thought York's, L.A. was the... Yeah, New York's not filtered, but there... I mean, social justice warriors are everywhere. Well, yeah. So, like, there are plenty of New York comics that, like, you know, they tell a rape joke and they, that goes through the roof and this and that. But so. that's, that's everybody these days. Yeah. No, like, I did the Echo, an Echo Park show and this girl came up to me afterwards and said, my set was very heteronormative. Uh, I didn't know what to say other than thank you. I, like, I guess you deserve some more of that in here. There's a way to battle it, which I'm learning. I did a show. I did a set the other night, and e- so we're talking. East Hollywood is for some reason Echo Park, Silver Lake, East Hollywood. It is one of the like tight, tightest asshole audiences. People are so self righteous to only specific causes. It's it's, it's the liberal echo, liberal echo chamber of comedy, right? And it's now. mainly uh, privileged white chicks. Yep. If we want to like or, label yeah. people, because I don't know too many men. I've had a few men tell me, like, "Hey, bro," we're like, most most guys are pretty chill. But I get it. But I get it to an extent. But this this dude the other night was doing a joke about um, about like a lady's a hundred year old lady's saggy tits, and I get that he was body shaming, and I get that he. But he was at a mic trying to make it funny, and sometimes you're just not there yet, and sometimes you need you need to bomb in front of a few audiences to be like, yeah, maybe this joke sucks. If, well, but the audience got so tight, and I had to, I had to come up a few after him, and I just like ripped into him. Like I knew where I I, I was doing a joke, uh, uh, anti feminist sort of joke, and I, I knew, you know, you know, you're going to get some of those responses, so you better just be ready to fight it. I didn't know. I didn't know most of the audience when I was like the new third wave feminism stuff. And the girl before me goes up and does this five minute act out to the glass ceiling for women to an applause break. And then I'm on stage talking about a girl that sat in my face and I couldn't breathe. <laughs> it's a crickets. <laughs> There's a comic. I think Bobby Kelly calls it when a girl like when a big girl like you know when, when like sits on your face. It's like she's like like on an upside down canoe. <laughs> That's just what I imagined. But I was just like. Isn't that what feminism is? Just sitting on a guy's face and suffocating him? Like, isn't that what yeah, you guys want to hear about? That's a fucking feminist <laughs> if I've ever heard one. Uh, but but that's the thing is we 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 have this buffet style pick and choose. And I've had, the last couple episodes I've had I had John Campanelli on episode one sixty seven talking about um, women talking about about things like locker room talk this and that and what Trump I, I think Trump went too far with it. But like there's plenty. Are of you, things. Oh, you're talking about they grab him by the yeah yeah. yeah. It's like well, but like they're well, saying he's sexually assaulting women. And it's like. Well, he's 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 slinging dick is what he's doing. He's slinging dick in front of Billy Bush. He's he's alpha mailing a position. It doesn't mean it's right, but like let's get more like primitive of what he's actually doing. He's but showing power. I, what I don't understand is why is male sexuality suddenly a bad thing, but female sexuality is now becoming like you need to embrace it. You're not a slut. Go go up and like snail trail somebody. Like slime them, buddy. <laughs> like it's like. Like girl those, locker room talk the, is just as bad. Those as Those are the same girls talk. that'll shame me for having a man bun. 
You know what I mean? Which, By the way, which, whatever. you need to be shamed for having a man bun. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. Everybody, I just, here's the thing. Top knot is okay, but man top bun, not, I can on, do top dude. knot. I yeah. can do full pony at this point. Yeah, yeah, you no. are. <laughs> <laughs> I got food in my mouth the other day, and I was like, what the fuck? I can't even eat soup without pulling my hair back. <laughs> like, I want to bang my girl missionary style. I need a hair tie. It's not a happy uh, place. Dude, see, at least you could do missionary with a hair tie. I got to figure out, because I, like, I like thick girls. I like curvy women. So I gotta like deal with two bellies at once. Like, how are we gonna navigate this? Yeah, that's an that's an interesting. I got, I got a, like a logistics issue to figure out. Yeah, you need air conditioning vents, and you need the right. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm not. Here's the thing. I have to keep on saying, like, as men, as men, especially as white men, as heteronormative white men, uh, <laughs> as cisgendered white men. I can't use the uh, label. Cisge- I, can't, I can't. Yeah, I can't too many. It. I don't relate to what you think. Your normative style. Um, we we are bigger. And stronger naturally than 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 women physically. Oh, because we have a Y chromosome, and that's how it's designed. Uh, well, we're, yeah, we're <laughs> just bigger physically, and that's just the last thing we can't really argue. Oh, yeah. Sure, there's plenty of girls that could beat me up, but majority speaking, women walking down the street have a sense of like they have a heightened sense that we never feel. So I have to remind myself when I talk to my girlfriend, like I've been on the phone with her where like dudes have cat, she'll be on the phone with me and I just hear a guy in the background trying to follow her, yelling at her. And like, that's crazy to us. So like if we're ever cat called, I had a, I had a chick at a show the other day, like shout out, show me your dick. Like, you know, I can be like, fuck you, but I'm not, I'm never afraid. Mm-hmm. So we don't, so I have, we have to, there's a point of like remembering to be sympathetic, but it also like, don't silent, like don't silence us in the discussion. We both need, and I know like, I know, I know it's tough when it's just two guys ranting, but like we, like women need to not silence. It, it needs to not swing too far in either direction. Whereas women don't silence men for having a point of view. Don't label me a mansplainer just because I actually have input in something. You know what I mean? I get that men, uh, you know, in positions of power, have explained shit to women overly. But high like, five in a comedian right now. Nice high five. Hey man, how are you? <laughs> but um, I don't know. So. So it's just like a it's like a weird place of like how do you be the alpha male and like and like maintain what what women do find attractive, but also like be polite about it. I uh, I don't know <laughs> I I hate using the word alpha male versus beta male. I think there's there's men that I don't know maybe that is the right term they use these days. There's the, there's there's the douche bro alphas and then there's an alpha that can just be confident as a male. Sure. And still I mean it's. And you don't have to be a not, douche to be an alpha. It, it yeah. doesn't even go to generals. Like I don't have to be like like I, like the man's over the woman in this household kind of thing. But you can still just be a confident man, and, yeah. and 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 own your masculinity and still come off as an alpha and not be the bro douche who's like, oh, like just of, fucking chicks. Yeah. And blue, and like there's that plenty dick. of like bro douches that are the beta. Like they're the like a lot of them. And I was in a fraternity and I know how it all works. Sean, uh, Lambda Chi Alpha. I was Pi Kappa Phi, baby. Hey. <laughs> There's plenty of... Brodouches. Uh, <laughs> we fucked up a fist pound. <laughs> That's as brodouches as you can get. I'm the beta. I fucked up the fist pound. No, there's... But, you know, you know, like, in society and, and as, like, just as, like, human, genetically, we do kind of rank, fall into ranks. And, like, you know, it doesn't... There's a lot of, like, followers that are douchey just because they think that's a cool thing. And it takes a lot to have balls to be like, no, this is who I am. And that doesn't mean... You know, you can be introverted, extroverted alpha. You can just be... be, And you don't have to be an alpha. You can be someone who just, like, follows the path but also have confidence about it and, 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 not, and still not be degrading. Like, you can still be, like, strong-minded and, like, sexual and, like... You can still go to a bar, eat wings, drink a beer, root for a team, and not be a douche. Yeah. But yet, everybody, like, that's, like, in your head, you, you know that guy I'm talking about right now. Yeah. I was like, that's the bro douche. But you can still kind of be like that and not be an asshole towards women. Yeah. 
like 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 in our in our instance, it's like be a comic on stage who like commands attention, strong, loud, confident. But then know at any second if my chick has a problem, I'm going to apologize. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, that's the other thing that I just can't. I I can't be that guy who's always like, "What's wrong?" You I'm okay? not. I can't do that. I'm either, not man. like that in a like. Oh, ba- like baby. I can tell if they're upset, but and I will give them a chance to like, "Hey, are you upset?" And like, I, I'm like that. If they say, "I'm like, well, then." What I've learned that I didn't do right away, and I'm still learning. Like today, we I had an issue. Is that like I was having like a I was having like a fun discussion with my girlfriend where like I was you know we're we're in the car driving. It's shit always happens in the car. There's something about the energy of the car like where it's like too tight for two hot headed personalities. And and we're I was like I was having a coffee and I was fucking high out of my mind on caffeine. Just okay. spitballing stuff with her. I'm like, you got to do this. You Is caffeine do that. good for something? Or? No, no, no. Oh, okay. It's really just me having a coffee bean. But I'm like, I'm spitballing and I'm like kind of ADD, just like, like we're just driving and I'm like, right, you should try this. Should. And then all of a sudden she's mad at me for some reason. I didn't know. And I was like, I'm, I'm just trying to help you. Like I was, I, my energy was like overly, you got to do that. You, 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 you. And she took it as like an attack. And so I, you know, and I was quick to apologize, but babe, you know, I'm just trying to help you mm-hmm. just so you know, I'm not like saying you don't do well, enough. That's, that's also that. like, we think, and I hate to put like guys brain versus women brain, but we are different. Yeah. We're going to think a certain way and we want to come up with solutions to fix problems. They want to feel emotions and, and solve it out that way. They'll see our solutions as like an attack on the way they're doing things. Yep, absolutely. Like, babe, you're, uh. Your head hurts. Well, you slept like eleven hours, and this is just I'm making this up. But it's like I was like, I was like, yeah, baby, you slept a lot. Maybe you just like you know should have got up earlier and like stretched out or something. That's a shitty example, but like she'd be like, fuck you, I worked three days straight. Like, I don't know, but yeah, we're we're like we're really like men are results oriented and like it's hard not to be. I'm trained to be like, oh, that's your problem. Here's the solution. And so for me to have coffee and be like, yeah, I got all these solutions for you. By the time we parked the car, she was like, fuck you. <laughs> like, no, oh, I, I was like, oh, I thought we were both in like the creative space. Just do as I say, woman. Yeah. So then, and then we were fine. And then we, uh, and then we were totally fine after that. But yeah, it's, it's weird. We're actually, uh, we're at the time we got to start heading out. So um, before we wrap it up, I want people to be able to find you. How can people find you online? Uh, all social media at Matt Cole Comedy. You can check out my website, www.mattcolecomedy.com. Cole, C-O-L-E. C-O-L-E, man. That's it. And, uh, and you got this show. Every, is this every week? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, comedy shows. Um, we, every, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. we do right here at Cascan Hammer La Habra. I do some monthly shows. Second Tuesday of the month, the Clubhouse Comedy Show. Our three-year anniversary show will be November 8th. Oh, you 8th. do Clubhouse? Yep. That's right near me. No, the one in Placentia, oh, Orange fuck. County shows. Sorry. Man. Sorry. I was like, oh, I live right And then the third Saturday of the month, we do the uh, Kitsch Bar show in Costa Mesa. There's another fine one, too. Cool, man. Awesome. Well, yeah. dude, thanks so much for being on. And uh, we'll, we'll have to do this again before another show that we yeah, do together, right? Uh, so that's Matt Cole. This is Casual Fridays. I'm your host, Dave Neal. And uh, everyone have a good... Any advice for people this weekend trying to get laid? In? What's trying your, to get laid? Just be yeah. yourself. They're listening to this on their way home from work. You're in the subways. You just be yourself. Pull the trigger. And uh, yeah, be if a, you're trying to get laid in a subway, you're way better than anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just extended eye contact. It's not creepy. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye.